With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Week Podcast, round two of Free Agency Edition. I am your host, Jared Klum, alongside my sidekick, Kevin Langley. We had so much news happen from my birthday yesterday and this morning. We actually might do an hour tonight. This is crazy. So, first off, moment of silence for our friends, Stephen and Kevin. Tom Brady has uh, is going to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, it's it's weird to me. I look at I look at him in the, in the uniform and the Photoshop, and it's like, yikes. I mean, they're getting new uniforms, so he'll look better. Hopefully, Kev, you've had a day to process. You okay? I guess not. No, I mean, it sucks. It's, I don't know what sucks. It's hurt seeing Brady go, but this team also, I feel like, is going to be, especially by their standards, potentially by NFL standards, is going to be trash next year. They're losing everyone. Van Noy's gone. Harmon's gone. Uh, they might trade Joe Tooney, the guard they just franchised. They have the McCourty twins, and that's real. And Gilmore left on defense, but that defense was good as a unit last year. So I think that's going to be a bigger hurt to this team because they made the playoffs because of that defense. They did not make the playoffs because of Tom Brady last year. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think Jarrett Stidham could be. Decent in a couple of years, but I don't know if he's the guy right now. Oh, I mean, you guys could always tag for Trevor Lords. I would not hate that. Even though you hate him? <clears throat> well, I hated Jared Stidham in college, too. He was at uh, Auburn, right? Yep. <clears throat> That's what but I, mean. um, I think I wouldn't hate that, you know, sign – sign or trade for some older quarterback just as a placeholder tank if you get the first pick take trevor lawrence if not take someone and have stidham take the reins i think 
because he's going to have no weapons this year. James White can't stay on the field. Sony Michelle looks like a shell of his former self. Philip Dorsett can't stay on the field. Dorsett can't stay on the field. Edelman's rumored to want to be traded to Tampa to play with Brady more. Um, Nikhil Harry runs a slower 40 time than me. Yeah, Nikhil Harry could be good given a couple. I think I think the move would be sign an older quarterback. Sign Jameis for all I care. Um, hope you tank. If you don't tank well enough, sign someone. Give Stidham weapons or something. And then in a couple years, him and Harry could be decent. But right now it just hurts. It sucks. It's going to be brutal seeing him throwing passes to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. It's going to be great, but it's going to suck. It's going to be painful. Luckily, they're not playing the Patriots this year. So I'll have a full year to go through the proper therapy before I have to see him play the Patriots. Hopefully they play the Packers. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh-huh. I don't know if they are, but... <clears throat> All right. My opinion on Brady is that we knew this was coming. See, Tampa Bay, I didn't take seriously because... I mean, the weapons, definitely, but I just there's something about this. Like, Tampa Bay is like a white trash Miami, at least for, like, this culture. So, I was, like, a trash year Miami, not white trash Miami. It was, like, a trash year Miami, so it's, like... I'm like, is he really going to go there? But I'm like, I thought about it more. I'm like, oh, Bruce Arians, that makes sense. Mike Evans, I love Mike Evans, so yes. Uh, Chris Godwin's nasty, and O.J. Howard. I'm like, you know what? Go get yourself a decent running back. That's a team. <clears throat> and speaking of running backs, once became available in the free agent market. Uh, L.A. Rams uh, have cut Todd Gurley today, saving themselves $11.5 million coming up. Todd Gurley's tweet was hysterical. He goes, damn, I got fired my day off. Anybody up for corona? Uh, no, quarantine and chill? And I'm like, you know, I love the humor by Gurley. Honestly, he's handling pretty well for a guy who just got cut. I also feel like he may have some issues with McVay in that squad. So, I think he might have wanted out partially. Like, Yeah, he's probably not going to get as big a contract as he had there. But, I mean... There were reports that his knee injury, like right after he was released, there were reports coming out that his knee injury was overblown last year and he wasn't that hurt. I have also a feeling that McVeigh prefers golf over uh, Gurley. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a quarterback. He's a pretty boy quarterback, so McVeigh's going to like him more. <clears throat> but I think, I don't know, I think the Rams are going to be even worse this year. Oh, no, they're going 7 and 9, 6 and 10. Because they're getting rid of um, Brandon Cooks, they um, they're gonna just be stuck with like Robert Woods and a couple of scrubs on on offense. All those trades and signings they made uh, last off season and two off seasons ago, or last season and last off season and two seasons ago, is coming back to bite them. They don't have draft picks. They're up against the cap. <clears throat> they're gonna be awful. Um, I don't know if they're going to fire McVay just because he showed what he can do with a good team. But, you know, Jeff Fisher might need a job. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you fire McVay or like, you know, it's seven to nine, eight and eight's good enough for us. Jeff Fisher will get it done. I mean, the Cardinals are going to be nasty. You're also going to have Seattle and San Fran there. So, yeah, I, I could see Seattle. I could see L.A. coming in last place this year. Oh, that'd be incredible. 
That'll be great. Um, all right. Speaking of ir- ridiculousness, the Browns and Dolphins have made their mission to sign everybody under the damn sun. We're talking about Jack Cocklin, Case Keenum, and Austin Hooper. But Kevin, who have the Browns signed since then? The Browns have signed. Hang on, let me pull it up. You can edit this part out. They signed Carl Joseph, who's a safety from the Raiders. B.J. Goodson from the Packers. And that's really the biggest moves they've made. They also tendered Kareem Hunt, but that was a while ago. Yeah. The even more impressive one was the South Beach Barrage. <laughs> Let's oh. get on the list. Kev, correct me if I miss any. Start filling in the gaps where I miss them. They went and got Byron Jones. They signed Jordan Howard and Camille Cruz-Hill from Philly. They went and got Shaq Lawson, we talked about on Monday. <clears throat> they also tried to make a move for Joe Burrow already at one. And they went out and got a safety. You can't help me with the name. The safety they got, um, I don't know if it's Colbert or Colbert. Col- but it's Colbert. All right. um, some you missed. Emmanuel Ogba. Eric Flowers. Ted Karras. Kyle Van Noy. So basically Miami, with well, they kept oh, the guy and, they liked, um, and they loaded up. <clears throat> they also got another Patriots linebacker, Landon Roberts. Special teams guy. Yeah, he played some, he played some, not super meaningful, but some good time at linebacker throughout the seasons. All right. <clears throat> see, I, we, we were, Kev, we were talking about this last episode. I could still see Miami now. The man who, if they can move up for Burrow, I could definitely see them like being a, you know, 9-10 win team, possibly scraping out that division from Buffalo. Even before they made some of these crazy moves, I said they were going to win the division. So, yeah, I'm I'm like thinking like, because I still think Buffalo is going to be very good, but like, because Buffalo, because Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo is going to be crazy. Yeah, except sometimes Josh Allen can't hit the broadside of a barn, so Mm -hmm. it... But, you know, with Stephon Diggs, the problem isn't it's, – it's not the area. It's the distance. Just chuck it as far as you can until Diggs, who is one of the fastest deep threats in the league. Just have Diggs just run underneath it. Especially after the wet noodle named Kirk Cousins, I think Diggs will welcome the fact that his quarterback has a cannon. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's not really going to matter if he throws it 50 yards downfield – uh, Diggs' speed isn't the question. It's the fact that it's 15 yards out of bounds is going to be an issue. You're almost as bad as uh, Mark's hatred of Josh Allen. <laughs> oh, I like Josh <clears throat> Allen. I just think this year is not the year. I think if he improves his accuracy, Buffalo is a scary team, but it's an if he can improve his accuracy thing. Like last Joe. year, he was still a run-first quarterback. Very true. Well, hopefully year three is where you really start to see the development. Um, they also, I mean, they could use a speed back too, so to go along with uh, Singletary. <clears throat> All right. Speaking of corner, overpaid cornerbacks. Oh, my God. I got a – so I turned off my alarm this morning because, you know, I had the day off. And I got a nice alert from ESPN, and I was in a very good mood. My phone didn't just screw that up. I hate my iPhone. One moment, please. 
just ruined this all. Howie woke up. He made a move. It took freaking six hours. But Howie wrote in like six, no, six days. But it was like, I think Howie slept for the first three days of free agency. Woke up Thursday morning and was like, all right, time to make a move. Let's do this. Eagles trade a third and a fifth to the Lions for Darius Slay. Um, and then they threw Darius Slay, three-year extension for about $30 million guaranteed, 50 overall. I love the move. I was I'm like, er, about Slay? And then I started to look at him like, you know what? We get two, three years out of this guy. That's what the contract is. He's been like a top 10 cornerback in this league for most of his career. He's also a turnover machine. Which we haven't had a corner since Asante Samuel. That's why I tweeted out a picture of Asante before. And I I mean, I love the movie. I was watching his film a little bit today while I was working out and on the, on the treadmill. And I'm like, you know what? I love this. Because you know what? We have Sidney Jones, who can who can cover a number two receiver in his sleep. <clears throat> Matt Michael Gallup. Um, Avante Maddox is a top ten nickel corner. He has been for the last two years. We still crave on the block. We'll get we'll cut um or trade Rizzle Douglas, and we get Ronnie McLeod and Jalen Mills back at safety. I'm not hating that secondary at all. That's a good secondary. I mean, maybe it's not elite New England level, but it's enough to get us by. To, that's better than when we had when we won the Super Bowl. So, and there's no more Ronald Darby to get burnt every play. I'm I'm for it. I like the move, and we gave up two compensatory picks basically. I think it's a good move. I think it's a needed move. However, I think it is a concern the way he behaved towards the end of his time in Detroit. When he wants out of a place, he lets it known to everyone. Uh, when they signed, who's the cornerback that they just signed, that the Eagles just signed? Uh, Desmond Trufant. Who Trufant, he retweeted it. No, the Lions signed a cornerback. It was Desmond Trufant, you're right. He retweeted and said, good, hopefully this speeds up my move now. And... If I were the Eagles, I would be concerned about getting a guy who make who voices it to the public when he's unhappy because they're in a similar situation with Alshon Jeffrey right now. Let me play devil's advocate on AJ. At least Slay says it with his own Twitter handle and doesn't leak it out through his girlfriend, Josina Anderson, like a certain unnamed, overpaid, useless receiver. And also, That's- by the way, Detroit is a garbage ta- team to play for right now. This guy, and the thing is, it wasn't like Slay was out of the blue getting traded and he wanted this. It was, the he was about to be an eagle back in week eight of that last year, but the Lions upped the ante to a first rounder and Howie gave him the finger and said, we'll see you in the offseason. That's what happened. So he knew he was getting dealt. So if one, if I'm, if I'm, if that, that opens a different dynamic to me. If it was, if Kevin, if this was the first instance of him getting traded, or like he just started catching one of this two days ago, I would completely agree with you. But the fact of the matter is, he's known since week seven of the 2019 season, he's getting moved. So, yeah, all well and good that it happened before. That does change things a bit. But still, when you go out and say, or have someone say for you, I don't want to be here trading, that drives down your value. That's fine to me. 
it's fine to you now, but if the same thing happens in Philly, if the Eagles suck next year, if their corners can't cover for some reason, if they don't sign a wide receiver to catch the ball and they're losing games, Darius Slate will do the same thing to you, and then instead of, what was a third and a fifth? We just cut his ass. We don't, like, the thing is, yeah, like you first cut of all, that's, that's a very, very, very Dallas Cowboys wet dream scenario. The likely scenario is there is nowhere secondary could be worse than it was last year. We didn't have Jalen Mills until week eight. Ronald Darby forgot how to cover. Vontae Maggs got his bell rung by Sinden Yeho, went back to his former team. F that guy. Then, on top of all that, Malcolm Jenkins' stats dropped. Rodney McLeod was, was, was the only, like, survivor on the field. Craven LeBlanc, we didn't get into week nine. So all the guys we had from our Super Bowl team were basically in and out the lineup the whole year. So we can only go up. Carson's, Carson's there. We got Miles Sanders. We finally have the elite running back who we've been wanting since Shady left, who we might end up resigning anyway as like a, a mentor to say, uh, to uh, Miles Sanders. We'll get our wide receiver. Howie Roseman's not an idiot. He may be drive he may drive me crazy as a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, but there is also like if if a guy like me who is a up and coming broadcaster or every schmuck on Twitter who's screaming for Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs or May C D Lamb, you know there's a problem. Deshaun Jackson boy is back. We'll get Greg Ward back. Aguilar's gone, thank the heavens. Jeffrey will be gone, hopefully. Ortega Whiteside is a number three receiver best. We'll go get a guy. I'm not worried about that. I, for this scenario, in that worst case scenario, yes. If that comes up, that may be a problem. But here's the thing. We're really digging to the bottom of the barrel for that. Yes, maybe I, I'm not a fan of when players like, oh, I want to be traded, I want to be traded. Yeah, it's getting it's irritating, but at the same time, you never see guys since since like I think the last one really was like To was like oh yeah I want to get traded I want to get traded gets 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 dealt. It's Randy Moss. I'm talking in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, it's a different culture. That locker room, you don't really demand a trade in Philly without getting jumped. Yeah, you say like oh you're gonna get your receivers. Deshaun Jackson's back. You're going to deal Alshon Jeffrey. Deshaun Jackson's 33. Still probably better than every receiver on the, on the Patriots. But he's a deep receiver. He's a deep threat. When you're 30, once you hit 30, even for running backs, it's the death number. For wide receivers who are speed guys, that's when they start going down. And wasn't it a soft tissue issue last year that he had? It was an abdomen issue. That was that happened because of cramp. That started because of cramping, because of the heat from that Atlanta stadium that, on that game. Okay, but soft tissues start piling up. That's his first soft tissue injury since like a second year. And he's 33. It's going to happen more. Nobody, you're not. Kev, I understand your sky is falling for Patriots Nation, but don't drag us down with you. I'm just being realistic here. No, you're being pessimistic. Or in, or in most NFC East teams, optimistic. You mean to tell me that a 33-year-old receiver coming off a soft tissue-ish injury is going to come back to the division round? Trust me, I'm not worried about Deshaun Jackson. 
I don't need him to be our number one guy. I don't. Because I'm not an eight. Because Howie Roseman, as much as he drives me crazy, how much do you think he's not an elite GM? He will get us Judy, and my probably not Judy. He'll get a CD Lamb, Rugs, Mims, or Higgins. It doesn't matter. There's such a deep receiver draft. And once got us to the playoffs with lawn chairs and Greg Ward as receivers. We also have two elite tight ends, a good running back, and we can still go get another running back in free agency. I'm not worried about our team. Barring a God help me, another cheap shot to our quarterback, we'll be okay. Next question, Your Honor. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, Nick Foles has been freed from Jacksonville. God bless you, Leonard Fournette. Foles is going to Chicago. Ah, Bears. So the Bears just got a whole lot better because as much as Foles is not like an elite quarterback, he's still a mile better than Trubisky. He has Allen Robinson to throw to. Trey Burton, his old buddy. Wait, didn't they cut Trey Burton? The Bears now. Okay, so he's still there. One of Foles' favorite targets. And they they, they got they got picks. You know what? I'll take in that defense. Chicago may win, end up winning that division this year. <laughs> I'm being serious. They need a run. They, they need to make sure they can establish the run. But Matt Nagy, John Filippo, and I think his name is Blazer or Blazier or something like that. Thoreau, see, they all have connections to Foles. I love the move. That's a 10-6 and six team. That's going to take Rodgers and that overhyped Packers team the distance. What are you thinking about the Bears, Kev? I love the move. From uh, trading for Foles, I think he's coming off a broken collarbone. That's not something that's going to continuously happen unless they continuously hit it. But that's any player. I think I think Nick Foles on his worst day is worse than Mitch Trubisky on his best. But I think on an average day, Nick Foles is still better. And Nick Foles has shown an ability to come up big in games. Yeah. Where Mitch Trubisky shrinks in any game that's not the Cleveland Browns. <clears throat> Basically, Mitch is like, oh, they're they're a game above 500. Oh, I I am rattled. It, but, it's, it's no, I think things, Jimmy Graham. If they only target him in the end zone, will work out fine. And it'll go great. I am a little surprised. That Jacksonville gave up on full so quickly. Yeah, he well, wasn't great last Jacksonville. year. That's true. But he wasn't great last year, but he broke his collarbone in week one. And honestly, even though he came back, it's still like hard to like get used to it. Yeah, and also, if you break your collarbone, you're going to be thinking about it. And you can say, like, oh, man, up, toughen up. Like, this is your livelihood. You want to protect yourself as best as possible. Yeah, he doesn't want to have, like, a permanent injury. I don't know what you can get permanently from a broken collarbone, but it ain't good, probably. Uh, yeah, there it can be a weakened collarbone throughout. It can potential nerve damage, maybe, but that's with any injury. Can, can I can I give a little bit of a hot take though that people aren't gonna like? Go for it. I'm surprised they gave up on full so quickly because I don't think Minshew's the answer right now. He's not. I don't like Gardner Minshew. Like, I like his personality. I don't hate him at quarterback. If the past <laughs> he's not good, good arm strength, scares me. Like the fact that kid like struck that ball, he's hung in that thing at forty yards. 
Whereas a guy like Foles can like sit on his ass and throw it into the back of the end zone from the 50. I think if your offense is built for that, it can work out well. A la Drew Brees, end of career Tom Brady, etc. Yeah, and I think, but I mean, you need to do well with that. He only threw six picks, yeah, but 21 touchdowns to six picks, it's good, but then... It's good for a rookie season. He, he could be good in a couple years, but he's not good right now, and that's what you need, unless they're full-on rebuilding, but or get a good running game. Well, nice transition, because with all these moves, and you got Ngakwe trying to go to Philadelphia, and him spe- trying to speak into existence, and then now you got Leonard Fournette tweeting out, Oh, my God. Flying Leonard for that Instagram was the best decision I ever made because the anti-Jacksonville stuff is hysterical. That man hates Doug Marone with a passion. Or at least just hates Jacksonville. Like, free this man. Get him out of there. Get him to a team that actually is going to use him correctly. He hasn't had an offensive line his entire career, and I think he has two or three 1,000-yard seasons. He is two thousand yard seasons. Okay. Because he was injured for one of them. Yeah. So he's a top ten running back in my opinion, no question. But like the thing is, like he's so explosive, he's so powerful, but yet, like they won't get rid of him. Like he doesn't want to be there. Just let him go. Trade him. Do something. All of his boys are gone. He's admitting he doesn't want to be there. I just, you know what? Jacksonville is a horribly run organization. Even thank God they got rid of Coughlin, but until they get rid of Marone, that team is still going to be garbage. So, yeah, that's uh, my PSA to save Leonard Fournette. Speaking of, uh, I don't think he's a top ten running back. Oh, I firmly believe he does. But we'll he's, we really disagree on Fournette because he was seventy yards this back. year, had three touchdowns. And you can say all you want about Doug Marone not wanting to use him properly, not liking him, whatever. He's never made a Pro Bowl. He's had injury problems. Not great in big games. Not a great catcher of the ball. You also got to realize who he plays for. Okay, fine. But all I'm saying is you couple him with a good receiving back as like a number, like a Deion Lewis is like a number two. He's fine. He's a good top ten running back. He just can't catch the ball. Zeke struggles with it. So does so Adrian Peterson. Derrick Henry isn't the best receiving back either. But these guys... Okay, you know what the difference is between those three and Leonard Fournette? Zeke, three Pro Bowls. It's all a popularity contest. It's fan voting. Zeke? Fans do not like Zeke. The Cowboys nation is huge. They'll vote in Zeke every guy. And he's also top... He's always number one in the league. He's the best offensive line in the, country, in the league for the best three years. He's always like top 10 in rushing after the late season he was out with suspension. It might be unfair. He's a skilled running back, but Leonard Fournette might be a bust just because the stupidity of taking him at four. You hate running backs going early. We've admitted that. No, I do not. Zeke at four? Fine. It's worked out. If Derrick Henry was taken higher? Fine. It worked out. Zeke, so they have also been behind good offensive lines. Fournette has not and still put up numbers. Yeah, he also struggles against good defenses. Because he goes good back defenses to college. destroy that offensive line. 
LSU in college had a good offensive line. He couldn't run against Alabama. That's a good, almost not quite NFL level defense at that time. I knew that was coming up. All right. Well, hey, try to pull your LSU hatred away a little bit. It's not LSU hatred. I love Joe Burrow. I love Coach O. We all love Coach O. He's a national predator. The fact that Leonard Fournette should not have been taken at four, and he's bad. Not bad, but should not have been taken at four. He's a second-round running back. Well, we'll see this season. Hopefully praying for this guy gets out of Jacksonville. They're a horrible organization. All right. Speaking of Louisiana, we got Sean Payton has tested positive for COVID-19. It is the first NFL anybody, really, to test positive for it. He said very commonly, he's like, listen, follow the experts, stay calm, take care of yourself. I don't like Sean Payton as a person. Hope he gets well. Good coach. I mean, he, he, he probably should have seen this coming. He did go to a race this weekend when he was told, when they were all told, don't go out. Well, yeah, then karma's a bitch. Hopefully it gets better. All right. Uh, Cam Newton is likely to be cut this week because <laughs> there's no trade partners that are willing to meet Carolina's uh, price. And Joe Flacco, in the funny headline of the day, <laughs> has been cut for failing a physical. Now, me and Kevin talked about this pre-show. There is Kevin. There is like it's against the rules to like fake a physical to cut a guy because that's like getting around salary cap stipulations. So basically, if he didn't fail a physical, he'd get paid more money if they cut him. But he failed a physical, so they could waive him without fee. I think it's hysterical. Joe Flacco's out of shape now that um, Drew Lock, who by the way I said was going to be the best quarterback in the class last year. I was half right because I didn't think Kyler was gonna be that good. Um, and they have Brandon Allen, who's not a bad, who's not a bad backup either. So, hysteric. Joe Flacco's fall from grace is kind of not hysterical, but it's kind of like a comedic tragedy. Anything else, Kev? I don't think Drew Locke. He might have been second, but it might just be because it was a bad quarterback class. I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. I don't think he's going to be elite. But the guy's got a cannon, and he's hilarious to watch rap on the sidelines. That's true. I'm just looking at his stats and extrapolating it over a uh, 16-game schedule. It's not great. We'll see. Dude, here's the thing. It's like a lot of the, the numbers, we, we, we've said this, Kev. Numbers lie. Just ask Dak Prescott. Um, I was like, it's a career year. I'm like, he also lost every above 500 team he played. All right. Um, last but not least, before we, go to, before we go to weird shit and last call, Kev, apparently the Bucks have become a destination. Yes. According to one NFL exec, <clears throat> a lot of players are requesting trades to the Buccaneers, which also answers the age-old question of, is it Brady or Belichick? Because people want to play with Brady, apparently. No one wants to, Listen, Belichick scares the daylights out of me. I don't well, think people want to play there. When he has good players or decent players and is winning games, fine. But the question is, are they going to win games this year? It's up in the air. I don't think so. But another player that New England fans are going to be so sad to hear about this, <clears throat> Julian Edelman, liked a tweet that said, if Tom Brady – this was before he signed – if Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers – can Edelman go too? 
That's like Jordan without Pippin, peanut butter without jelly, and iced tea without sugar. Julian Edelman liked that tweet. It could be he's just saying, like, yeah, we're a dynamic duo. I'm going to miss him. This sucks. But also, like, come on, Jules. Think a little bit harder. I don't think he's dumb. I think he knew what he was doing. I think he wants to go to Tampa Bay. This is like Gronk a couple years ago when there were rumors about him being traded. He said, I'm not playing for anyone else. Tom is my quarterback. I think Edelman's the same way, except now he's like, I want to get traded because Tom is my quarterback. Well, fair there, no, there's your answer, folks. <clears throat> All right, Kev, got something weird for us? Oh, wait, no, we got Chris Sale news. Yes, we also have Chris Sale news. All right, Peter, our boy Stevie. Unfortunately, he already tweeted about it. I know. Unfortunately, Chris Sale has Tommy John injury, or needs Tommy John surgery. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm reading something on my phone. He now that's not the worst news in the world if he gets it immediately because they're saying spring training might not start until May, which is wild to me that the I would love to see that baseball season go until December. That'd be great. Oh, that would be. <laughs> So funny, but also so sad. This is like a weird time, though. So It is. It's I, I don't like it. It's not either. fun. I'm slowly losing my mind. I'm yeah. quite sane. I work out for two hours a day. I work when I work. Go buy food and beer. Friends come over when they can. It's life. Gotta deal with it. That's true, but also I've been working from home all week, and I'm missing human interaction. Get an Xbox more. Did you miss the part where I have to work while I'm home? And they never said you have to supervise what you're doing. You can work while you're on Xbox. I cannot. I used to do it all the time. It was fun. Try selling insurance while you're at an Xbox Live party. It's hysterical. That's fine. Mute the party. But like if I if my boss calls me, I have to answer immediately. True. I would just drop the mic at that point. I don't know. I, I'd rather just, you know, focus on my work and not Xbox. Fair enough. I'm just doing it for the human interaction. I sometimes get a party and do belly up work just to have, like, to talk to friends. All right. I don't know. Well, and now enough with Kevin's work life. Ladies and gentlemen, let's keep that smooth jazz. All right, so it's 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 a weird time in, in America right now. We've got no sport, nothing. Um, But you know what? We got Belly Up's got the little uh, March Madness thing going. By the way, how in the goddamn hell are we losing the, a, a, a podcast that doesn't hasn't put out content since January? It, it, it drives me crazy. So, and the, it can't be they have better fans than us because we have the best fans in the world. Oh no 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 no! It's because their host literally floods Reddit. So. I'm imploring to all of our loyal listeners. It may be 20 of you, maybe 50 of you today, maybe 100 of you. We get our numbers vary so much, and we appreciate that you guys share our stuff. We got a shout out to our boys like Pat, Jeffrey, Marquise, my family, Stone Cat Cold Steve. Family. What? Stone Cold Steve. Stone Cold Steve. Our boy Steve Peral as well. Our belly up fam. We appreciate all of you. And my boy Spencer from Back at Marie's Movers. We appreciate all of you guys listening to us. So we ask you a favor. Even if we lose this stupid bracket, 
we want you guys to get one more involved with us because we love you all, Corner Booth Nation. Two, when sports do come back, one, me and Kevin are pro. Me and Kevin, if if sports are back by May 15th, like baseball, NBA, me and Kevin will go to a lake by his house and do flips off of a rock into the water with beers, and we're recording for you. That's our promise to you. It's coming out of Twitter. And on top of that, we want you guys to, as we go forth, because NFL free agencies basically started to hit the brakes. We're going to see a lot more trades. It's going to be a lot more draft stuff. One, check out my mock draft. I'll post it. I'm probably going to do one tomorrow, probably one in two weeks, and then another one right before the draft. We want your opinion. If you want us to talk about something, tweet at us, DM us, text us if you got our numbers. Doesn't matter. Tweet at the show. You want to know what you got. You want us to go reach out to some guests? Do it. You want us to add a new segment? You're on it. You want us to bash somebody? We'll bash them. We do this not just because it's our, our dreams, but because we love our fans that listen to us and our listeners, and we love the fact that our, our unofficial sponsors, like Twisted Tea, um, by the way, go pick yourself up a pack of Twisted Tea today if you're of age. Drink responsibly. Okay, I actually picked up a Twisted T 25 ounce. I'm going to enjoy it later. Oh, sounds real good. Actually, no, I didn't because I'm an idiot and I forgot the liquor store. I'm going to go get it tomorrow. Did you buy it and forget it? No, I put it, I went I went to the case. Me and my me and my brother-in-law were at the counter. I went to go, I was about to go over and get it. I had my yingling and my two four packs of craft beer. And I was about to walk out and I forgot to go pick it up because I started talking to the manager because he's a friend of mine. Shout out to Premier Liquors in Southbury, by the way. Best liquor store in the area. Um, so, that about wraps it up. Twisted Jared, tea. I have a question, go, actually, first. I'll go pick out a six-pack tomorrow, just for forgetting it. Kev, what do you got for me? So, I didn't have any weird shit tonight. Yeah. You jumped over me, but I didn't have any, so it's a good thing. But yeah, I, I, I just noticed that. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, we didn't talk about anything. I didn't really have one. There wasn't anything weird going on. But so I have a question for you that I saw on Reddit. Go for it. You have 82 games to score 20 total points, 10 assists, and 5 rebounds in an NBA season. Not average, just in one game you have to do that. If you succeed, you win a 5-year, $250 million contract with the team. If you fail, you die. Do you accept this challenge? And before I continue, or before you answer, you get 20 guaranteed minutes per game and nobody knows that you'll die if you don't do it. I take it. But do you think you can do it? Enough wide open layups? I suck at basketball, but listen, I'm not a complete slouch. I can figure something out. 20 points, though. In a whole season? No, it's one. You have 82 games to attempt it, but you have to get all that in one game. Oh, no, never mind, then. I thought you just said get 20 points, X amount of... Like, like one game I get four points, one point I get like six rebounds, like... The way this is set up, I think they mean you have one game to do it, but you have to do it in one season. Or yeah, one no. game. I wouldn't accept it then. If it was I had the entire season to do it, then yeah, I would do it. But like if it's... Wait, it's, no, never mind, you're right. It's, it's all season. It's 20 total points. So, all season. My bad. Well, um, by the way, folks... Thank you for your votes. We've now caught up with MD's Fantasy on Facebook. We're now tied at 50%. On Twitter, we're still getting smoked. Fix it. 
We love you all, but you gotta help us out here. I don't even know what the prize is. Uh, pride. Cool. So you think you could do it? No. Unless it was the one single game, even then that'd be pushing it. It's all season. I was wrong. All season accumulate 20 points? So yeah, so if you average like 0.2 points a game, I think that would get it. Nope, but like 0.3 would get it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd actually do it, but I think I might be able to pull it off. I think I would try it. I think I would do it. Thing is, like, I have an okay jump shot, and I'm good enough, like, like to go in for 20 minutes a game. I just need one, one, like, I literally need it out of the entire season. 10 wide open fast breaks, or me running full speed into a defender and drawing a foul. That, I think that's what that would be the go-to. You'd have to just try and draw, draw a bunch of fouls. Well, I suck at shooting free throws, so my go-to is layups or jump or threes. I don't think layups would work very well with a seven-footer on you. Well, if it's a wide, if it's fast break, I can outrun maybe a couple of the seven-footers, but that's about it. I, I think I would try. I think I could do it. I'd I give it a shot. Watch. i get like 10 in one game and not score a single point the rest of the season. I would never score 10 in a game. I might score two points a game, if that, but... I mean, I've played against guys who are like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Basically... You gotta make sure you're away from them. You're without. You're away four or five feet away from them at all times. That's true. I think my best bet would be the other defenders were all focused on someone else, so they would just leave me open from three, and I would hit somehow manage to hit seven of them throughout 82 games. Like I would sit in the corner, or my favorite's like right on the arch on the left side. That's my go-to spot. I mean, or like a baseline two from like 12 feet out. That's my other go-to spot. I think if Spud Webb can average nine or about 10 points a game in his NBA career, I think I could get 20 throughout a whole season. Especially with 20 minutes guaranteed tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, I like that. Me and Kevin both would do this if it, if it was offered to us. Like his last, then, game, last season, over four games, he averaged three points a game. So, I mean, he's 5'6". I'm like 5'6 and a half, 5'7". I think I could do it. I mean, I'm, I'm borderline 6 foot. Why not? All right. And worst case scenario, I just take out LeBron's knees. Go full on headbutt right to him. All right. That does it for today with that very weird ending to this. I'm Jared. That's Kevin. We'll pro- this is it for this week. We'll probably do a show probably Tuesday next week as well, depending on how busy the schedule is for um, – well, actually, Kev works from home. My my shifts are slow. We might do like three, three times a week. We got news? Hell, we'll do it. I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. All right, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Go vote. Go vote. Go D-backs. Go D-backs. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.